Hey everybody, Zach here. Welcome to the Enrollify podcast. I am excited to bring you the first solo pod of 2022. And we're going to probably do a few more of these than we did last year because uh, anytime we did one of these last year, we got lots of really good feedback from you all. A uh, surprising amount of good feedback, actually. So the goal of these solo pods are to be different than our you know, usual episodes, which is an interview with some brilliant thought leader in higher ed. These episodes are really focused on being super practical, super helpful, and they're you know short, sweet, easy to digest, and hopefully easy to sort of implement after listening to some of our musings. So this week's episode this solo pod is focused on three super simple ideas for how higher ed can get better at positioning. Now, where this comes from is I, I talk to marketers and admissions folks on LinkedIn all the time. You know, my, my Twitter DMs blow up from folks reaching out, just asking questions about, hey, any recommendations for how to do market positioning better? Where, what are your go-to sort of like copywriting hacks? Where do you go to for new idea generation? And I thought it would just be helpful to put together a few, a few sort of like practices really that I have learned over the years that have been super helpful for us here at Enrollify and that I know that have been helpful for folks working at colleges and universities. So this is again, going to be super short and sweet, but here are three super simple ideas for how higher ed can get better at positioning. So idea number one is to obsess over long tail niche market positioning statements. That's a mouthful. Say that three times. Obsess over long tail. Just kidding. Um, and why this why this is important is schools don't spend nearly enough time thinking about their UVPs and ensuring that their UVPs are actually categorically different, right? Distinct from the UVPs. And I should define that for those who might not know unique value propositions for those who um, from those I should say uh, down the street from them, right? Or a, or a competitor organization, a competitor, a competitor institution. And yet, when it comes to the various things that we are using to tell prospective students to tell the greater world that this is why we're different, this is why we're unique. Those those statements they they really do need to be unique, right? Like they they really do need to stand out. And so, schools don't spend nearly enough time thinking about how do we ensure that we make these positioning statements um, stand out. So one of the ways to do this is to think about long tail positioning statements and to really focus on positioning statements that focus on a niche market. Now, what do I mean by this? So you've been on a zillion, you know, college university websites where the positioning statement goes something like this, right? The School of Business programs are designed to prepare graduates for work in a rapidly changing and competitive marketplace, right? Like that is the that that is the copy that a lot of school and some derivative of this that a lot of schools of business use to tell the greater world why they exist, right? To communicate to prospects why they're here. And while there's nothing inherently wrong with that positioning statement. It's just not very compelling, right? It's not very specific. It's 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 not distinct. So here's an example of how we could go about taking the school of business programs and uh you know, playing around with the language a little bit so that it's a little bit more compelling, that it's a little bit more focused on long tail um and a little bit more focused on a niche market. So here's sort of like how I would revise this positioning statement. Whether you're dreaming of opening a coffee shop right here on Main Street 
or reimagining equitable wealth creation on Wall Street, the School of Business Programs has a buffet of offerings for you. Think of our programs as a sandbox. We'll help you define the boundaries and equip you with a handful of tools and blueprints for success, but it's you who will be building your castle. Yeah, a little cheesy, right? Like, yeah, I, I get it. But you see what I'm doing there? I'm taking something that is vanilla and at least adding a few uh, flavors to the ice cream to just make it stand out a little bit more. What this also does is it helps sort of unpack to the prospect, oh, okay, there's going to be offerings here if I want to start my own business, right? If I want to, you know, start my own mom and pop. Or, hey, I have, you know, the opportunity to learn the tricks of the trade because I want to go, you know, work on Wall Street one day. And um, I, I want to rethink how the world thinks about money and wealth creation, right? Whatever it might be. So what you immediately get there is you help the user understand the breadth and depth of your programs and also just do so in a way that's, you know, a, a little bit more easy to easy to relate to and quite frankly, easier to, you know, get excited about. Using language like, you know, think of our programs as a sandbox, we'll help you define the boundaries, blah, blah, blah. But then like, you're going to be the one that building that builds your castle. It also helps sort of uh, communicate a little bit of flexibility, right? Like, hey, this there's no, you know, one size that fits all no one path to success here. There's lots of opportunities for you to grow and develop and explore. We're here to help show you the way essentially, right? So I think that there's big opportunity for schools. You don't, and the, the, the cool thing about this, right, is that you don't need more resources. When I, when I talk to folks all the time, they're like, oh gosh, we just, yeah, we just don't have money. We don't have time. You, you, you're going to spend time developing positioning statements. Every college and university does. Every marketing team does. And it, uh, more and more admissions teams are being roped into those conversations and rightly so. So you already have to spend the time doing it. The question is before us is like, okay, are we going to take that time and are we going to, you know, settle or are we going to think a little bit differently and maybe just press slightly deeper, right? Like think, think about you yourself, right? Like if you were to stumble upon that copy on a website, what would it say to you, right? Would it, would it, would it scream uniqueness? Would it compel you to click that, you know, RMI button, that RFI form, or would it be, or, or would you not even really notice it because it looks like everybody else's, right? So, you know, tip number one here, idea number one is obsess over long tail niche market positioning statements and, and niche market being right for a specific audience, okay? Schools that don't understand how to do this well, they try they try to write like one thing for everybody. And Hired has this, you know, like unique challenge and, and I would even call it an opportunity where you, you've got to speak to a, a wide variety of, of personas because you're an institution and chances are you're, you're, you're a pretty diverse institution, right? And that's, that's a beautiful thing. But when it comes to copywriting, especially copywriting at the program level, when you're selling a particular product, you have to really understand not your ideal customer, right? Not your ideal student, but like who are the students that you are attracting, right? If you're attracting 85% of students that, you know, fall into one particular persona group, right, and you want more of them, right, because you, you got you to gotta pay the bills, you got to get the license, write to them, right? Don't don't water down your copy so that the other 15% also sort of kind of understand what you're doing, right? Like, and, you know, this is controversial. People will, people will think differently about this. But ultimately what I'm getting at here is think critically about how you can take blanket statements, blanket UVPs, vanilla copy, and make it a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more specific. All right, idea number two, implement what I call 
the taboo strategy with student focus groups. All right, now what is this? So here's you you could you don't have to only do this with students, but I think this would be a great place to start. You could do this with faculty, you could do this with your marketing team, your admissions team, etc. But bring a group of people together and create a list of adjectives and descriptors that they cannot use to describe their experience of your school. So something like you know, you can't say small classes, you can't say nice faculty, you can't say good sports teams, you can't say experiential learning, you know, what are what are the sort of the the no no words, right? And if you're playing, you know, taboo, what are the words that you can't use, right, to describe how you feel about your campus, right? How you feel about the programming at the school, you know, what it's like to live in the dorms, right? And I think that by explicitly defining the can't says, you'll actually force people to think a layer or two deeper. And the outcome from that will be you you will have content and and descriptors and potentially even UVPs that are way more interesting, that are way more revealing, right? That that speak much more to your school's culture and your 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 school's difference. So this this can also be like really fun. And what I would recommend folks do is do it with a group of students, do it with a group of uh, faculty, and then do it with a group of staff members and just kind of see sort of like, okay, what happens? Like, are there are there synergies or is there like dramatic difference in how our students perceive our our campus experience versus how our faculty members do? And use all that all that information to you know do do what you want with. Maybe this helps inform sort of how you want to revamp some of the copy in your conflows. Maybe this changes the way that you think about your social campaign strategy for the fall. I don't know, but the big point here is schools that try to develop copy or try to develop positioning statements with you know focus groups of any kind typically just you know leave it super open ended, right? Like talk to us about the experience you have had at University and Rollify, right? Or you know please you know. D- Describe what it's like to work with Doctor So and So. It's so it's so vague. It's it's a little bit too much of a blanket statement, and it's hard to work with that, especially when you're being put on the spot. You're a student. You're in a you know cold room with twelve other people, and people are adults are looking at you and asking you questions. Right? Like it can be really intimidating. So like student focus groups can be really intimidating. So I think one of the ways to make it a little bit more fun is to gamify it a little bit and and try something like the taboo strategy. Okay. Last but certainly not least, own your culture and do so fully. Now, this is super important, and this sort of harkens back to what I was saying about the need to not apologize for who you are, like really, really lean into what makes you as an institution, or if you're just representing a you know program or a collection of programs unique. And I think you know one of the one of the schools that does this really really well is the Colorado School of Mines. So Colorado School of Mines actually has like um, one of the best you know university TikToks I've I've seen, and they're a little uh, like. Uh, about their little descriptor for what you can expect, right, from their TikTok. Um, their description is where nerd culture meets mountain life. And all of their TikToks are, uh, are about something like nerdy, but also, you know, with this ridiculously gorgeous Colorado backdrop, right? Like you see uh, a, a rocket ship blast off you know and you see pike's peak or you know it's probably not actually pike's peak but you see you see a a colorado mountain behind it right and it's just this like really really interesting uh thing that they've done is they've just really owned who they are like they're not trying to be 
the quote unquote coolest kids on the block, right? They're not they're not showcasing football games and frat life and and you know all all the sort of like stereotypical you know college experiential things that a lot of universities decide to kind of craft their TikToks around. They're really leaning into their niche, and I think that when it comes to the future of higher education. When it comes to the future of student recruitment, we're going to have to be much more focused on, you know, what it is that makes our school different. And I think that is going to come at a cost, you know, where, where, where some people might get offended or some, some, some folks might, some, you know, prospective students might immediately opt out based off of like, oh, well, this, you know, I'm not a, you know, nerd, right? I don't like mountain life or whatever it is. And you know what? We're going to have to be okay with that, right? Um, for the sake of being really accurate about this is who we are. Like, the, it, you want in, we want you to be here. We want everyone to be here. But if you come here, right, this is who we are. Like, this is the community that you're joining. Like, the, there's no, you know, facade here. Like, this is us. And I think that there are loads of examples of, especially smaller schools that I think are have been forced to do this, quite frankly. Like, smaller liberal arts schools, I think, are, are really finally, like, getting super specific about we are you know the place to come if you are an entrepreneur that wants to build a thriving business in Wisconsin right like there are schools that are getting really creative and really really specific with their marketing and positioning uh, and really just how they communicate sort of the value of their programs and I, I really do think that is a feature more folks need to lean into micro positioning more folks need to lean into sort of micro market um, uh, targeting and I think that Colorado School of Mines, if you're looking for at least just like one place to kind of start, and they're, you know, a, a well-known institution, but they've they've really, really narrowed in, especially with their social presence, and this is beyond TikTok, but I think their TikTok is a good example of this. Um, they've just decided that, you know, this, this is who we are. We're not going to apologize for it. We want everyone to be, you know, a part of this, but if you don't like this, if you're not a nerd, you know, if you, if you don't like nerd culture, if you don't like mental life, this is probably not the place for you. All right, folks. That's all I got for you today. So just a quick recap. Number one, when it comes to how to develop better positioning at your school, uh, idea number one here is obsess over long tail niche market positioning statements. Get really granular, really specific. Idea number two is to implement the taboo strategy with a student focus group or a faculty focus group to help better you know, understand what are the descriptors, what are the adjectives that people use to describe the experience of your school when they can't use uh, you know, sort of the cliche go-to uh, descriptors. And then last but certainly not least, own your culture and you know, fully, fully own it. Let it sort of inspire every social post that you create, every email that you write, right? every, every phone call that you make. All right, folks, if you enjoyed this little solo pod, this little crash course, please, you know, let us know. Send us an email. You can always reach me directly at Zach, Z-A-C-H, Enrolfa.org. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. Thank you all. Have a great week, and we will see you on the flip side. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.